Hey, my name is Ashish and uh, you know from being rejected by over 100 bankers to now becoming a unicorn all in 5 years, ResearchPay has definitely come a long way. Do listen to this conversation between me and Harshil. Harshil is the co-founder and CEO of ResearchPay where we talk about the early days of the company and the challenges it went through. FII, this conversation was recorded in 2019. Welcome, Harshil. Uh, would would love to know why Reserve Pay. I mean, why did you guys start? So uh, the journey started in twenty fourteen. Um, me and Shashank graduated from uh, IIT in twenty thirteen, and he worked in Microsoft in US. I was working in Shambhaji in Middle East. And while we were doing our jobs, we were pretty bored out of it. We had a lot of free time, so we were doing a lot of side projects. For one of those side projects, we had to accept online payments. So we talked to almost all large players, and we figured out that nobody really catered to startups in this segment because most of the online payments at that point, which is early 2014, was dominated by large enterprises, and most of the processes were built for large enterprises. So they were asked for a bunch of paperwork, proper office setup. They wanted to see our office, and I mean, we were not even in the same city. And we thought most startups start like us. Like nobody has an office on day one, nobody has an operational records on day one. You can't expect a startup to have everything ready and well said. And more importantly, the onboarding time was at least a month, which is too long for a startup. Uh, in the end, when we got onboarded, the technology stack that was made available was very subpar. There were no REST APIs. There was uh, half of the things were done over emails and uh, Excel files, and we thought that this is not the future. And we, defi- we definitely thought that if somebody builds something in this direction, especially this is early 2014, and a lot of startups are coming in, then they can get a lot of early traction with these startups and can grow with them. So that was the original idea. Of course, we had to spend a lot of time researching regulations and all of that to figure out whether this can be done or how can it be done. But that's where the original idea came about. And I'm guessing that in the early days, even partnering with a bank would have been a tough task because uh, uh, nobody cared about startups, you know, those days, uh, like the way they do now. But yeah. uh, no, partnering with a bank was definitely the toughest task we had to go through. I mean, we built the product pretty quickly and. Uh, Both of us had good tech background, so we could do that. But uh, the one thing where we didn't have any experience was partnering with banks. We didn't know what to talk to banks or how to convince them or what are the things they look for. So I remember the first day when we decided to do this, I just went to a neighborhood branch uh, in Jaipur uh, of one of the large private sector banks, and when I talked to them, I realized that they don't know even know what a payment gateway is. So I had to spend a lot of time talking to various bankers to find, try to find the right guys who can help us get into that, and. That was the toughest task. We spent at least three to six months just getting the right banker, because I had to personally go and meet about hundred bankers. Almost every one said no initially, because we were from non-financial background, and they thought like payment gateway or payment companies are generally built built by people from banking background, and they said like you are too techy, you don't know what you guys are doing, and uh, and we, our requirements are also not very simple. We just didn't want a pure payment gateway experience that everyone was giving. We wanted to modify the way onboarding was. We wanted to modify the way the product is delivered, and all of that. And getting convincing a bank to do that, especially us coming from non-financial background, they didn't think we understood the risks of doing that, or we understood what does it mean to change this. Um, and it took a lot of time. I think the first breakthrough came in when we were able to find this one right banker, you know, the large private sector banks. Which uh, he was a little younger. He was like 30-35 is she uh, compared to most other bankers, and uh, and he was a And we grad and all of that, so he understood what we are trying to do, what a startup is, what we really want to build, 
and he gave us the first approval. So that was the biggest breakthrough for us. Yeah, and you also made a decision to go after the startup market, right? Which was sort of also uh, not a uh, because there with CCA venue and EBS, I think who were doing pretty well, and uh, they had I would say between the two the two of these companies, uh, I believe almost 70 to 80 percent market share was just distributed among these guys. So your go-to market was essentially companies which uh, which were also figuring out their go-to market, right? <laughs> you know, so uh, that helped. But was there any specific insight you derived from, say, uh, your during your YC days or uh, even before that? So when we researched the payment market before we entered after that, and we saw that there was the same thing in need in the startup market. And first, we tried to understand why there's nobody catering to it, and we realized that most of the payment companies. Uh, look, talking to enterprises only or building the product for enterprise only because enterprise controlled the majority of the market at that point. Uh, the largest payment companies were large travel companies, large government clients, large mutual fund houses. Those were the largest companies of that time and everyone catered to them because that's where biggest payment volumes came in. What we thought is that this is the time where a lot of startups are coming in and we fundamentally believe that a lot of these startups will come up and take over a lot of these traditional industries. And they'll become the industries of the future. Nobody is looking at them right now because they're small. But let's say if you onboard thousands of such startups, at least one or two of them will go up to become big. Yeah. And we'll grow big with them. So that was the insight that we carried. That was a fundamental notion that we carried. And we invested a lot and in heavily in that. Like onboarding every early stage startups, like on day one, we had 300 businesses sign up with us. We ramped up on the startup side very rapidly. And almost every, we, very quickly, we became the de facto payments platform for startups um, and that bet panned out because some of those startups that we onboarded that early on go, went on to become really large companies and as they scaled up we continued to be their payments provider and uh, as they scaled up we also started to target larger players who were their peers now so for example I remember we onboarded uh, Nestaway which was a very small company at that point it was just less than it was just series A funded very small company we onboarded them when they were very really small and as they became big and today they are um, they process multi-million dollars of payments in a month and they, all of that runs through Razorpay right so similarly we onboarded merchants like Rento Mojo which again very small at that point the zero series are funded went on to become series B series C and we continue to scale with them so that bent back panned out really well I think you know in a fundamental way our business model was very similar to a VC that you onboard thousands or and thousands of startups on a monthly basis and one or two or five of them will grow up to become big and you grow big with them. Yeah.